Mandalorian season three premiere has dropped and man, what an interesting episode. So uh, there was a press event that took place in which uh, John Favreau, Dave Filoni, Pedro Pascal, Katie Sackhoff, like the works were there. Now the press got to see the first two episodes out of this season to which I was just like, hmm, why don't they just release the first two to everyone? Because obviously since, you know, uh, the press is going to be reporting on it, they're going to be creating the buzz for this mm-hmm. new season, this new premiere. Why don't you just think, hey, maybe everyone needs that sort of story building as well, because they, they did that with some other series under the Disney banner. Um, and it kind of helped to build out this sort of flavoring, the sort of uh, taste of what's to come just to build the beginning of the story and to kind of get you into it. So the first episode is generally just kind of uh, getting you back into the world, getting you reacquainted with uh, what was going on. I thought it was pretty good for a setup. I really appreciate how John Favreau and Dave Filoni are just the nerds for Star Wars. You can tell this was made by people who love themselves some Star Wars, Chris. So what, what did you think about the episode? I was expecting more of a bang. It was more of a, a, a ramp up than a bang. It's clearly the trailer for the rest of the season. Um, I mean, like, think of think of the intro of season two, man. Cobb Vance shows up with the Boba Fett armor and you go, what? And they fight a frigging Krite dragon like your head exploded. And I felt like this didn't have quite the same oomph to it. Um, like there were some pretty quick action scenes, but for the most part, it was a lot of exposition. Um, and also, I'm, I'm guessing that a lot of folks that didn't watch Book of Boba Fett were just very confused by the beginning of of <laughs> this show. Like, yeah, what that the hell? That was so weird. So a lot of the Star Wars fans were talking about that. So it was so weird how if you didn't watch the Book of Boba Fett, there were Mandalorian episodes in it that kind of continued the story. And in it, in a big way, like yeah, a huge way, like Grogu, a little baby Yoda came back to him. So if you watched Mandalorian and you saw that he delivered him to Luke Skywalker and he went off and there was that phenomenal finale where we got prime Luke Skywalker. That's what we wanted. Ryan Johnson. It's not hard. Tony Stark built us in a cave with a box of scraps. Um, <laughs> but at the but in the book of Boba Fett, he was returned to him. So if you and some other people that I know who actually did skip the book of Boba mm-hmm. Fett, because word of mouth, it was boring. <laughs> and to me, it kind of was. Uh, they skipped it, and now they watch the first episode of The Mandalorian. Oh, here, here's, wait, what, what's the baby doing there? Mm-hmm. What? That's kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, but there's more than that, too, because there's, like, like huge stuff happens, one of which, obviously, the Razor Crest is gone, and he gets uh, a new ship that is, like, the whole point of it is ridiculously fast. Uh, he's trained with the Darksaber, realizes that, like, the more you use it, the more difficult it is to control. Um, and he gets basically, like, slapped down for taking his helmet off. Like, all that happens in the Book of Boba Fett. Like, basically, Damn. the whole mission for Season 3 Mandalorian is explained and set up in a whole other show. And it's such a huge miss to do that in a different show. I mean, you can't expect everyone to watch everything. Because, I, again, I know people who skipped the book of Bubba Fett because word of mouth got out that it got boring. So they missed all yeah. of that. They missed all of that. And here we are in the season premiere. And it's just like, oh, what's all this? What's all that? And they don't even do, like, uh, a recap, which is kind of like, Yeah. What? Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, so so you thought the episode would, would kind of start off with, with, with a banger. And it wasn't as good as you thought it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, there was 
there was like let's let's be honest there's like two real good action scenes in this um the first one the very opening of it there's a big mandalorian ritual happening on some planet and it's interrupted by this big giant alligator thing uh that they try to take down uh it's pretty cool action sequence bunch of mandalorians trying to trying to take this massive thing down. There's a, a whole big thing about Mandalorians, you know, in, in even back as far back as season one, they talk about like Mandalorians deal with these huge things. So like this is right in their wheelhouse. Um, really cool fight scene. And then Din Djarin comes in with his uh, badass. Uh, was it Naboo fighter? And yeah, just like Naboo takes it Starfighter. out. Yeah, it was it was actually like a pretty sick like what's up i'm here moment um but it was just kind of over in a flash right um and then they basically kind of recreate the scene that they already had in the book of boba fett when he's told he's not really a mandalorian anymore unless he goes and does this thing so he's like i'll go do this thing bathe in the waters underneath mandalore but we already had that scene in another show it's weird they had it's so like they had to do that scene again like, I already told you that. And he's like, yeah, no, but I'm going to go do it. And they're like, all right. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a big criticism, like rehashing that moment just so audiences are, are caught up. That kind of shows you how there's like a fault in, in what they're doing there. And uh, and John Favreau's like smarter than this. It's so weird. I, I wonder if that's like <laughs> studio interference where they're just like, oh, we have to make this this Boba Fett thing, you know? And, and then they're like, oh, let's put some, it was a weird call to put some Mandalorian stuff in there. I guess it's the whole Disney like business mm. executive thing of look forward to the next thing because you do that all over Marvel. So I guess they're like, OK, we have to do that in Star Wars now. Look yeah. forward to the next thing. Don't like the current thing is fine. But hey, remember, we got to get the audience pulled into the next thing. I wonder what would happen if someone were to not watch all of Book of Boba Fett, but start with that Mandalorian episode. Mm. And so I, I want to say it's like the last three episodes. Um, like first of all by the time you get to the finale i'm wondering if you actually miss anything or if it doesn't even matter it's just like oh cool boba fett is in a fight with these guys and needs mando's help cool that's just an episode of mando like that would have been pretty i think that that would be kind of interesting to see like if that those last three episodes of the book of boba fett was just the beginning of mandalorian season three because that would that's a, a wallop there the only things that resemble good episodes in the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> true, <laughs> which is still getting a true. season two i don't understand it, it i don't understand why that's getting yeah. season two it's hopefully they learn their lessons man after yeah. kenobi and, and boba fett they know what people don't want because i think they hold, should know what people don't want. i think they're holding on to okay like boba fett is cool right people still like boba fett there's still a fan mm -hmm. base for boba fett but you had to have seen the reception for this show it wasn't oh that great was the, across the board, I mean, regular fans who aren't diehards, like Star Wars fans, you know, you got, mm. you know, OG fans like my dad, who's like, you know, like one of the OGs, like we've seen it in the movie theaters when it, when it came out, you know, but back in the day, and he's just like, what is this? <laughs> he's like, what's happening here? It's weird. You know, even Tamara Morrison was just like, you know, I was giving them notes on what to do. And they're like, nope, just say the lines. Just, just dance, monkey. Say the <laughs> yeah um, but then you look back at the big boba fett episode from season two and it's like what a freaking badass he comes in like a rain of fire and just wrecks house and it's amazing and that's that we thought we were getting an entire season of that and that would have been awesome dude that would have been, been sick like him just kicking ass all over the place just being this like stoic badass he's got Fennec yep. Shan to say most of the lines even Tamora Morrison said I think Fennec you know Ming-Na Wen should be saying most of these because this is a lot of talking for Boba and and <laughs> and, and he's, he said this in an interview and uh you know what he got back from the producers was oh they just want you to 
just just say the lines just just do it i was like damn yeah. oh my god like come on like, to, to, like you, you gotta trust come on you gotta trust in the process here he's but, a charismatic uh, guy like he's probably someone that wants to talk but he knows the character enough to know that it's not appropriate for the character exactly yeah and when you're getting that that level of feedback you know and i'm pretty sure that they do take into account what the actors want what some other yeah people on staff want too because you know in season one you know there's a behind the scenes thing uh you know where where john favreau was saying how everyone was sort of interested in like the razor crest because at first uh, john favreau was just building it practical and it wasn't really mm-hmm. ordered officially he was just doing it on his own just because he wanted a practical thing because <laughs> dave filoni told him smartly enough you know to have your own stuff from your show get it built yeah. practically so you get it and then uh, uh <laughs> <laughs> like guys from ILM for from the creature shop from like the mechanical shop that came by oh what's Favreau doing and they started helping him out mm-hmm. and then they made the, the Razor Crest uh, mechanical but uh in any case uh so so in this episode um I thought it started off with, with a flashback I was like oh is that Din Djarin as, as a young boy I thought the same thing too yeah <laughs> I was like what is was, happening right now <laughs> yeah I was like oh is that him as a foundling and like getting a little baptism in the Mandalorian clan you know the armor we see here come out I love the way she talks by the way it's <laughs> Yeah. I love I love the way she, she she talks. It's so great. She's like, and now to induct you into the baptismal fires of the Hell of yeah. Lawrence. Um, so the, this the little foundling is getting a helmet, and then we see a little uh little ripple in the water. She starts running out, grabbing her, boom, a big alligator snapper turtle, like big Star Wars monster type thing, and holy crap, all the Mandos gotta fight him. Holy crap. Uh, I thought it was an interesting thing, right? We got to get the creatures going. Great CG on the monster, by the way. Like, I thought it was one thousand percent. Actually, I think bruh. the visuals in this this episode were like on par. Like they were they were up there with with a lot of the movies. To bruh. be to be perfectly frank, I, I think everyone at Industrial Light Magic was just like, okay, like we got to get the big, we got to get the A team. Everyone's name who is using on mm-hmm. the A team, you're working on the next Mandalorian. And I think everyone's just like raising their hand. Hey, it, it, does Favreau? I, hey, I'm part of the A team. And I love, did does Favreau need me? <laughs> hey, hey, can I? Can I? Like I'm working on the stuff, but can I go do that? You know, because Favreau <laughs> even talked about. Uh, uh, you know, the behind the scenes of season one where, uh, you know, he was saying how everyone was just wanting to get involved and they just loved mm-hmm. the work because it seemed like OG Star Wars. And that really said yeah. something about the work they were doing on the sequels. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so so we have all the Mandos like getting into action. And it was so great seeing all these different kinds of Mando, Chris, and the mm-hmm. action that was going on. You got the, the laser blasters going. like you, you got all these beams. You got rockets being, you know, blasted up in the air. You got detonator charges. And and just when all hope is lost, it seems like they can't win. Some of them are turning into snacks for this big alligator, snappy turtle, kind of crocodilus. Here comes Mando and his Naboo Starfighter. Goddamn. Swoops in like Han Solo. <laughs> Come on, kid. Blow that thing. Let's get out of here. Damn. And then they, uh, oh, man. It was such a, a hero moment. So, so yeah. great. You know, I was like, look at this. But my, my one note to John Favreau is that, okay, listen. I, I know the story beat says, and then Mando comes in and has this fantastic entrance. Audience goes wild. I heard at the premiere, there was like roars of, you know, cheers like when that happened. Mm-hmm. But I think it was at the cost of making the other characters look not as powerful as it should be, right? Like we've mm-hmm. seen the Mandos handle themselves. We've seen the Mandos like like be, you know, those people, right? Like whenever their blasters yeah. are out, when whenever someone sees a Mando, they're like, oh, damn, that's a Mandalorian. That that's a problem. But here <laughs> it didn't it seemed like they were having a really hard time with, with the big alligator snapper turtle crocodilus. Like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of the the funny thing is like it was a cool sequence but it definitely felt like it went on longer than the threat appeared um and 
yeah it was like you why are all of you guys not just flying around all of the time um i'm like i'm i'm again spoiled because i watched a lot of the animated stuff and like those guys are in the air like half the time just flying around like friggin hummingbirds and ducking and weaving and doing crazy stuff and i understand that's hard like hard to do with live action and whatnot but um but it yeah it definitely there was like five guys there was like tw- there was like 20 people on that beach and only five people were doing something <laughs> if i was the armor i've been looking around like hey, are you all shooting or do we all i can't do this myself what the hell? it's 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 like when you're in a game with your homies are we all focused on the bot like like when you're like in a raid in destiny <laughs> is everyone shooting what's everyone's yes. light level are we all are we all just <laughs> like what's going on here Come how on. i thought it was going to end is i thought the mando that got eaten was just going to shoot its way out of the thing's belly Oh, I was kind of hoping that was how that, that was going to end. And then that would have been badass. But yeah, well, whatever. It's and, and, and also, also would have been like a funny thing if they kind of like, like did like a little Marvel, like Star Wars crossover. Because you have the armor. But like, like what, what's he doing? Oh, he's going inside to destroy it. What? That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. It's as tough as the inside. It's on the outside. That's what I was saying. <laughs> 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 like Army. But man, I, I love the the costume work. The armorer mm. still looks badass perfect casting for her as well like that that actress that plays her is just the perfect pick the way she delivers her lines her, her stoicism like the, the the leader quality is absolutely brilliant the other mandos as well like the the, the big guy with the gatling gun that john favreau like played once. yeah absolutely i mean mandos are brilliant the, the helmet they were given the youngling i was like well what kind of party city prop shop is that it's kind of <laughs> oh whatever anyway so so fast forward he uh mando comes down and and here comes the scene chris where you were talking about where they mm. rehash the telling of okay, if I go to uh, Mandalore and I wash myself in the lake in Lake Minnetonka <laughs> and absolve myself, and she's like, "Yeah, that's the thing I said in that other series. People may not have watched, but we're seeing it here again." It's like, uh, okay, <laughs> fast forward right. to you know they're blasting off into space, and and we see a wonderful thing. I mean, if you're a fan of Rebels, you would have immediately noticed what this was. So we're in we're in hyperspace. We're going like Grogu's in the back bubble of the of the Naboo starfighter, and you look out and he sees a, a what looks like a space whale. Oh my gosh! And then it zooms out and you just you just see them in the silhouette. And I thought that was beautiful, Chris. Being a Rebels fan and and seeing them there, what did you think about that moment? It's pretty cool, and it those things tie directly into uh, the finale of rebels so they're clearly like setting some stuff up being like hey you've seen these things before you know what these do we're gonna we're gonna show you some cool stuff so uh yeah it's a nice little visual it's fun flying through space see some whales you don't expect to see whales in space do you but here they are it's great. We blast out of hyperspace. We come down to, to the planet Navarro. Yes. So, guys, remember that that planet in the earlier part of the series in Mandalorian that we kept coming down to, you know, the western-looking town that was, like, mm-hmm. ridden with mud and scum and villainy? Now, it looks like a little... I can't believe it's not Mos Eisley. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> well, we got some greenery. It looks like, like, like a tourist destination. It looks like it's been, mm-hmm. been modernized a little bit. You know, it looks like it's been one of those uh, HD like TV shows, Chris, where like like modern day bathroom and stuff. <laughs> but you know what they had, Serge? Mm. They had sets. Yes, dude. They were walking around sets. Yes. What? Oh my! And you can tell too because oh, John Favreau, Dave Filoni, dude. These guys. You know, this is why these guys are the guys. This is why they get paid the big bucks. They are the fandom. They are the Star Wars nerds. Just when you're walking around, having everything 
in camera. I'm sure some far mm-hmm. distance shots were the volume, but having that said, I mean, you can feel it. It looked like OG Star Wars. Hell, when Ma- when Mando was walking through on his way to see Grief Karga, uh, bit by Carl Weathers, we see some quacking uh, monkeys. The uh, <laughs> the salacious crumb character, a bunch Love of them it. up in a tree, just. <laughs> just laughing and chuckling and stuff you know within the last uh season we saw some of them getting uh you know roasted on a spitfire but now they're thriving <laughs> they're thriving <laughs> domino mata um yeah so we meet up with uh with with carl weathers here in uh grief cargan man this guy's looking good he's he's the head guy in town you know he's making an independent spaceport talking about how well they're doing like really being under independent rule not under anybody and he, so he wants had two Mando. little robots carrying his cloak. Right, yeah, carrying yeah, his, <laughs> right, his, his cape train. I was like, what? what the? <laughs> it's so unnecessary, but such a great little touch to see how like opulent he is now, how how high up he is now. He's got two little droids just carrying his cape. And uh, and we get a little throwaway line, Chris, uh, talking about Cara Dune, Gina Carano's character. <laughs> because uh, yeah. Grief Cargo, Chris, wants him to be his deputy. He's like, hey, man, I can mm-hmm. use somebody. I can use some muscle. And you are muscle, Mando. Mando! And he's like, hey, I got a mission to do. I can't stay around here what about Cara Dune and he says uh she was promoted to special forces so she's gone there what did you think I I didn't think we'd have any mention uh, of her here but uh what what do you think it was really funny a that they mentioned it and like how quickly they uh they did some stuff it was like what what about what about Dune I thought it was funny yeah they're just like all right we need to explain this because she ain't coming back and now she definitely ain't coming back yeah and, and you know there's just like a there's like a, like a small portion of the star wars audience that's really loud that's been clamoring for it and and, and just to that just like guys no personal smoke to gina carano but why are we acting like she's like this award-winning actress in star wars no. i mean I, I thought she was better in deadpool you know but in the mandalorian let's let's not act like let's not let's not act <laughs> like she's you know Natalie she did, Portman she did is the Amidala. job yeah she did the job that yeah. was what the character needed she did the job good and and like no like, Oscars. Cara Dune is not necessary. So just not. I mean, we'll be fine. We'll be absolutely. She fine. could have been. Yeah, she could have been if they built more on her. Yeah, they didn't. They did. And now we're they glad did. about it. She was going to. Now shoot. we got Bo-Katan. So it's all good. That's right. That's right. We got Katie Sackhoff. <laughs> so it all works out. <laughs> I love how Navarro now is just this little like tourist destination. <laughs> it looks better. <laughs> a bar like turn into a school. You even have you know like one of the local gangs are coming through. It's like hey. Give us some drinks. This used to be a bar. Like, and Grief Cargo is like, well, it's a school now. That you, you got to deal with it. Eat it. You know, and you see like, man, and I love <laughs> the nod to the Westerns, Chris, because that's originally what George Lucas mm-hmm. pulled from. Like, that's some felony like, Favreau shit right there. Just like, hey, yep. George had this thing, you know, from Spaghetti Westerns and uh, the Kira Kurosawa or Samurai movies. Let's mm-hmm. uh, harken back to that. So you got, you know, the, the stranger in the Mandalorian coming back into town. You got, you know, the, the sheriff who's walking around <laughs> with with the stranger and you got the local gang hey we used to come to this saloon and now it's a school hey we're gonna start some trouble and they're like well you best get on there <laughs> mister you know it's just such a western i love the moments of zooming on the faces very eastwood movies uh i think it's great because definitely in when the mandalorian first opened season one episode one it definitely was like all right we're doing some we're doing some western shit and this episode they're like no no we're gonna give you a proper duel we're gonna we're gonna do a standoff right now and it's gonna be great uh yeah i liked it i liked it i liked that the pirates came in because what i'm really hoping is that this interaction escalates to the point where um they get into a big fight with a large group of pirates because there's a character called uh hondo anaka that is played by jim cummings the great 
voice actor Jim Cummings, and I would love to see Hondo make a return. He's kind of ridiculous, kind of over the top, like a scumbag, but a likable scumbag. Uh, he's the the guy that comes in. You don't really ever know what side he's on. He's always out for himself. Like sometimes he helps out the bad guys. Sometimes he helps out the good guys, even when he is kind of a dick. And by the end, everyone's like, ah, you're just a pirate. It's fine. You're just doing pirate things. And I would love to see them bring Hondo Anaka into live action. Yeah, and I see uh, that echoed a lot of people to you. Like, hey, bring him here. I mean, they actually thought he was going to be in the episode because they heard about I some did pirates. Too. <laughs> once, they, once they saw the big pirate ship, I was like, here it comes. Here comes Hondo. And then, and then, and then it was someone else. So I said, but, <laughs> that would but who great. knows? Yeah. Maybe, maybe might still come up. I don't know. I don't know. Who's to say it'd be a great addition. Cause Hey man, they've been bringing in a lot of, you know, the, 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 Filoni verse into live action. And it's been great. Heck yeah. You know, I mean, who, who thought we'd get Cad Bane live action and he looked great. Yeah. <laughs> he looked sick. Yeah. But then they used them for an episode for like a half an episode. Yeah. And Cad Bane's a bad ass. Give me yeah. more Cad Bane. Oh, I, I can't. I, I, I thought he was she was short lived too because uh, like watching the animated stuff, I thought he was such a badass and cool character, you know. Mm. And it's, especially when you know the Old Republic uh, uh, MMO came out, I was like, ooh, I want to be like like a Cad Bane. So I had like a role playing like Cad Bane type character. I tried to nice. make him as close as I could. It was sick. Did you get the hat? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah they had they had it and everything. I was like, yo, they know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, they want, dude. You to, they want you to play. Um, That's so, why you gotta watch the Bad Batch. True, 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 Wait, true. There's a, there's a cat Cat Bane sighting. Just saying. Ooh, just okay damn you've you've had my uh interest now you have my curiosity i know yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i love that man like carl weathers just chooses a scene here man he's such a great <sighs> actor like he he just fits into the star wars world and even when he brings mando over to the uh, statue of ig 11 <laughs> and i love that mm. the statue of him is actually him <laughs> like it's actually his body and one of his arms and the rest of it is just like you know things that they scrap and chris how do you feel about this so din jaren talks to grief kark and he's just like listen i need someone watching my back where i'm going and i need it to be destroyed i need someone that i can trust because you know the rest of the old crew you know like we had like bill burr's character he's gone mm -hmm. like cara dune's gone not really many people that mando can actually trust to go on something like this to watch his back without you know like getting at his back so yeah. he goes through and he tries to get you know ig11 who served him well who proved himself to be a loyal companion to him and he's like listen just bring him down i'll try repairing him let's do this thing now instantly i i, I kind of didn't like that story beat i was like listen i would rather have new characters this 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 is again my problem with some of the writing in star wars we're in it's a galaxy far far mm -hmm. away not a neighborhood far far away let's get some new characters in here let's get some new people but we're, we're going back to get ig 11 i mean he was a cool character i like taika Watini, but i mean chris how do you feel about them like rehashing an old character i felt like that was what all of a sudden pulled the momentum of the episode to a screeching halt it like i i wouldn't mind so much if they brought him back if they didn't go through so much trouble like it already feels like we already know what mando's looking to do why does it have to be this droid? We thought this droid was destroyed. Okay, I guess he's there. But now there's going to be like a whole big thing of them having to bring him back. Like, then he pretty much immediately brings him back and finds out, oh, no, his original program programming is back. So he's going to try to kill everyone, which like, it just feels like a waste of time to me. And I, I guess that's one big gripe I had with the episode is that we spent so much time on this one thing. It just took away from like, we already know what he's going to do. Why are we spending time on this? And specifically so much time on this. 
uh because it was a lot of him trying okay it he then he has to shoot him because he's trying to kill everyone okay now we're going to bring him to these other guys and now we got to wait for these guys to try to fix him oh but they can't so now they got to go do another thing and it's like now we're on the third phase of this and you've just wasted 20 minutes of my life (laughs) so damn it's how yeah. you really feel. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely didn't like this story. Like, I love, I love me a good robot. Chopper from Rebels is like one of my favorite. Is like one of my favorite characters of any Star Wars thing. And so I'm, I'm all about the robots. But I don't know, man. It's like it's you're, 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 you're pushing too hard to make this a thing, and you're making it too difficult to get to the finale of, or like to get to him, bring him back. It just feels, un- uh, I guess we've talked about this before, that sometimes things in stories just feel unwarranted unwarranted or unearned. And that kind of, like, he had a glorious ending. Just let it be. Yes, Let's dude. open like, someone else. Let's open someone else to it, up to it. Like, what? Yes, he had a great ending. He sacrificed himself. I mean, <laughs> like, like let's not pull, let, let's, 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 I don't know if they got some Marvel people over here now. <laughs> I've been Lucasfilm and Star Wars. Let's, let, let's not have characters who had glorious endings come back and just completely... Mm-hmm ignored their sacrifice completely watered down and washed over what they did i mean he went out in a blaze of glory literally in a blaze yeah. of glory and then like, he walked oh, well, through lava and exploded people dude it was great like the, the music the scene like like what happened like the, the cg everything was great about it and we're just gonna bring and for for what for who for what for member berries i mean <laughs> let, let's let, let's not get the marvel writers over here in lucasville okay like let's leave them over at marvel to do their multiverse thing no consequences yep. whatsoever okay let, let's let's let that live okay just a little mm-hmm. note for john favreau um and and it's and it, i hope that's not a theme i hope that's not a yeah. theme. in the trailer we do see some people that we've seen before like uh amy's Serdekis is Serdekis's character mm-hmm. i i don't care if i think she's too modern we're, we're gonna see her at some point um you know we obviously have grogu back i wasn't a fan of bringing grogu back honestly it seems like an executive decision because like okay listen the mandalorian show is now grogu mandalorian equals baby yoda for the Mm -hmm. masses and it's like yes i get it for the ordinary crowd that's what they associated with and i think they're afraid to not have grogu to not have baby yoda because people who are tuning in who are just your average person not necessarily a star wars fan but you know they, they like the mandalorian i know people who are not star wars fans but absolutely love the mandalorian they it's a great story you can be a part of and follow without knowing any star wars lore i pitched it to a lot of people that i know who aren't star wars fans and they loved it they're like you know what you were right like sat down with my family or you know sat with my wife my husband boyfriend whatever and people were loving it it's so accessible and hats off to john favreau and dave Filoni for that um, but I think they need to be bolder. I think they can do something outside of Grogu because I don't think Grogu is absolutely necessary. He's sort of like dressing. We cut over to the him. We cut over to him a, a couple times. Like, oh, there he is. He's cute. Oh, he's getting some candy. Oh, he's doing this now. And it's nice. I get it because you know you're also doing it for the kids, right? Who are watching. But I think adults sometimes have to remember that kids also look up to adults. And I think Din Djarin is that guy. Because, I mean, I remember when I was a little kid, I looked up to a lot of the adult superheroes. I didn't necessarily look at, you know, like, the little. I mean, who looked up to Aqualad? <laughs> right? Like, John Favreau, <laughs> even in your day with the Super Friends, who looked up to Aqualad? No, you would rather look up to Aquaman, <laughs> if anything else, you know? Like, who, who, like, whose favorite hero was really Robin? It was Batman, wasn't it? So I think adults need to sort of realize just, like, it, you have the Mandalorian. You have Din Djarin. He's He's a great hero. He's something good to look up to. You don't need to 
sort of feel like you're, you need to placate the kids by only having sort of a childish thing in there in Grogu. I think the Mandalorian himself, Din Djarin, serves as that um, in any case. Because growing up, my favorite superhero was, was Batman. He wasn't, you know, I was a little kid, you know. So, so, so by the logic of having Grogu in there, it, it's just like, oh, how can you have Batman as your hero when you were like five years old? He's, he's not a, a childlike thing like you. <laughs> you know, it's like, because kids look up to adults, look up to like cool things. And like Batman was, was that for, for me. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think Grogu being there, I think is unnecessary, but it- it's fine. I'm not bothered by him, but every time we <laughs> cut over to him, it's like, oh, there he is. There he is for the marketing and for the sales. That's what it feels like to me. I don't know. What, what, do, you, what do you think about, uh, Grogu coming back? Um, I don't think I bump on it too much because I think what I'm what I hope this season is, I, I I think you're you're right in that the focus should be on Mando. And I think that now that we've kind of completed the Grogu mission, we can now focus on the focus is no longer get Grogu back to the Jedi's. It is now let's get the let's get Mando back to where he needs to be. So I'm OK with him being I'm OK with him being there. And doing these little quick few seconds vignettes, fine, that's great. Uh, I don't think they necessarily need to spend a lot more time on it unless it does truly serve the under like the the overarching story. Um, and that which which would be fine if they can find another way to get in here. But it's I think Grogu is what takes the Mando's face like is you take the Mando's kind of faceless personality and Grogu is what actually brings the personality out of din so i don't mind that he's there as long as as long as we get a good story out of now okay let's let's let din Djarin take the spotlight and see what his journey is all about um and i think that they can strike a good balance there i i never thought they they over i never thought they like overdid the grogu stuff before like i know that was the main quest but i don't think they i think they gave us like just enough but most of it was still driven by what is Mando doing the whole time. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, again, I'm, 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 we're, we're now in season three of this. I'm hoping there's not much more. There's not really a lot of shark jumping, um, <laughs> which I don't know, maybe we'll call it fight the gator for this one, but, uh, <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens again. As long as they tell a good story, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Like maybe he's just the muscle of the season. Yeah. Little guy, big four stuff. He's just the guy that comes in and goes, all right, clear the room. Yeah. And uh, and speaking of uh, bringing things back, uh, now that Mando is trying to bring back uh, uh, IG-11, they have this little Terminator moment where he comes to life and <laughs> he reverts back to his old programming. I thought mm-hmm. that was pretty good. I was like, oh, his old programming. Because, like, you know, like it, it, whenever Jordan gets destroyed, like that's sort of what, you know, factory setting was. Mm-hmm. You know, his his prime director. I thought that was great. You know, <laughs> but we all we also already were there before, like Din killed him once already. Yeah. Right. Episode one. Then they brought him back. All right. Fine. Makes sense. Good. OK. Then he sacrificed mm. himself. He's dead again. Oh, we're bringing him back for a second time. And we're this killing him weird. a second. <laughs> and then we're killing him a second time. <laughs> like, so now we're on mm. round three of this droid. Like is IG 11 is the 11. How many lives he has? Is that what's going to happen, right? It's how many times we're going to rehash all the beats that we've already done with <laughs> <laughs> And then, And then uh, you have uh, Mando. You have this really corny line. I don't know who's who's on the staff right now, but y- y'all y'all need to chill because uh, there was a droid who tips over a bust 
and in the as IG Eleven is crawling around, like the bus falls on IG Eleven, crushes him, turns him <laughs> down, you know. And uh, Din Djarin says, "Well, that's using your head." Boo, boo! I like dad jokes, I like puns, but come on, that was like some like '80s action movie, like Stallone, like Schwarzenegger type <laughs> thing. That's using your head. Come on, let, let's let, let, again. Let's not have the Marvel writers over here. Okay, like keep them over there at Marvel, you know, ruining stuff like Kang. Um, anyway, <laughs> Too soon. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, uh, so Chris, buddy, but here's here's a nice little surprise. Um, since since uh, Din Jarman is absolutely adamant about having mm-hmm. IG Eleven back, Griff Carter's like, okay, well, I I know some some guys who can fix him. Let's uh, talk to the Anzellans. He goes, who? Cut over to the Babu Freak. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little guys, a whole room of them. Not yeah, just one. You guys remember them from uh, that wonderful movie, that that little gem, The Rise of Skywalker, Bubble Freak. Yep. <laughs> Putting stuff together. I, I liked it. I liked the Jim Henson Muppetry of it all. Yeah. I was like, oh, we're using Muppets. Let's go. So my question is, if we have this scene, why did we need the first scene where Jin fix him and then he has to shoot him again? Why not just <laughs> go to them in the first place and then his kill count can be down by one. And also it was smooth out the episode, make it a little bit tighter. And then you'll yeah. have more space to put more stuff in because the episode runtime is already short as it yeah. is. And, and we'll, we'll get to that uh, in a little bit, but uh, yeah. So the Anzillans go ahead and they, they tell Dinjar and Hey, we can't fix them unless we have a part. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay, like is, is like the video game writers from, uh, from fall <laughs> from Jedi fallen order on board here too. Cause now we're given like a Fetch video quest, game mission. Baby. Yeah, we're we're getting a side. Okay, so we're getting a side quest to get a, a very specific part for IG Eleven mm-hmm. in order for the Anzellans to fix him. But mm-hmm. we're also on the main quest of going to Mandalore to wash ourselves in the waters of Lake Manitonka and and redeem ourselves because we took off our helmets. Okay, yeah. what other side quest are we? It's like a video. He's gonna game. turn the corner, and then another character is gonna have a big exclamation point over his head, and it's gonna be like, "Here we go again!" <laughs> hey, you, Mandalorian, come here! I got a quest for you. <laughs> it's the hits the A button or the X button. Hey, <laughs> so I got a quest for you. It's it's like a game. You might as well just turn this into a video game at this point. Absolutely insane. So Mando is off again. Uh, he blasts off into orbit, mm-hmm. but oh wait, we're not done yet. And this is what I liked. Little, uh, little, little something that reminded me of the prequels, Chris. A little space battle with the pirates. Yeah. Hey, Mando, you can't just sneak away that easy. You know, our boss was talking to you. Blast him. <laughs> Dude, I liked it. I was like, ooh, a little space battle. It was battle. the Star Fox moment. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And dude, that Naboo fighter, that thing was zooming. It was blasting. Yeah. Man, I, dude, heads off, dude. I, Industrial Light and Magic, you guys are Gs. You guys are absolute Gs. I, I, I love it. It reminded me of the prequels. I'll, like all you need looked was, as good you know, as episode two, man. Yes, dude. It's just I I love that 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 whole sequence. It was so sick. And then he eventually got to like the pirate boss's ship, which had this cool like mark into the outside, and the pirate boss looked like <laughs> Swamp Thing and Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I expected him to have me be like Din Jarrah and ninety nine souls in three days. <laughs> what do you think of that whole sequence and the reveal of this uh, this pirate boss? And uh, do you think we'll see more of him? Uh. Again, I hope I hope it turns out that he reports to Hondo. Like, I, if this all leads to Hondo, I'm cool mm. with that. Um, the scene where they show, like, it's they're showing the cockpit of one of the pirate fighters, and then you just see one of them break off and then go behind an asteroid and just explode. And I was like, that was cool. Like, you that didn't really sick. see, you don't really see Mando like come up behind him. You just know he freaking tagged him on the back end, and you just see him pop, Mando darting behind the different adro- asteroids. And I was like, this is. 
this right here this is how you shoot a space fight scene right there that's that's cool <laughs> it was saying it was like this is pod racing <laughs> hell <laughs> yeah it was dude, the, the, like just like I, and i watched it a couple times the angles they were using it was so dynamic you were in the cockpit you were on on the wing of the of the, of the Come fighter on, Patty jenkins give dude, it to us seriously yo like that's what i'm talking about i mean it, like they went ham on this they went hard as a motherfucker on this they spent some time putting this together john forever's like listen this needs to slap I trust y'all like this is the sequence let's get it done like dave filoni being uh you know a great uh, guy to storyboard and animation probably maybe map something out who knows we're yeah. responsible big w i i loved it i thought it was great because like man yeah we need more space battles we're on the ground a lot yeah Chris. like it's kids like, it's, it's star wars give me the yeah. stars so great sequence um however how necessary was it to the story <laughs> Like, not, not at all. That's again, that, that's why my like the, a lot of the stuff that happens in this show, in this episode is like, cool. Like, what does this actually matter? Um, but absolutely great sequence. One of the one of the best like space battles that we've seen in a long time, especially since like Andor. We we're waiting. We we're waiting for a space battle. We never really got it. Never so really I was got like, it. All right, cool. We're going to one, one episode. Give me like five minutes of just some dog fights. Let's do it. You know, that's a really good criticism because I've been seeing that uh, across the board with a couple different content creators that there was a lot that happened, but a lot that also didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like stuff was happening, like, you know, this this whole space battle, this dogfight, that was great. But just like you said, what did it add to the story? Like, where yeah. are we? I mean, John Favre was probably like, come on, man, it was cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, come on, guys. <laughs> it's true. And yeah, then but- where does he go? He goes to see Boca 10. But which is great. Yeah. But what did we actually what did we actually learn? Like she's alone in a castle now. Yeah. Cool. We're gonna revisit her later. Does it really matter? Do we need episode one? Do we really need this information at the moment? Because we know he's gotta go to this other planet. Man, he's gotta go to plant Mandalore. Why does he need to stop here? I get like we're checking in with our friends. I get it. That's fine. And Carl Weathers, I love you, Carl Weathers. Great. Uh, everything he did was great but this moment that moment with Bo-Katan was just kind of like all right cool but why did we why did we have to go here it, it really did ring hollow because uh although it was cool to see you know this other like mandalorian planet in, in, mm-hmm. in the system um and to see like the castle it almost seemed sort of game of thrones like i was like is that where they're Definitely. going here yeah. yeah i was like is this dragonstone <laughs> is that where <laughs> <laughs> what's going about to see about to see a khaleesi up in here there yeah. but uh but yeah like it it, it seemed like a weird side quest and if you play games like it really there was really no okay we got a little bit of a little bit of information right like mando didn't really have the information of okay where do i find these mm-hmm. springs i have to bathe in you know and in the end of their conversation she gave okay well it's here go here and then you'll find the entrance to the springs but other mm-hmm. than that you know she called him a fool for trying to do it you know mandalore is poisoned and glassed and then you know he uh, 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 but but he had that little kryptonite looking rock that he showed the armor earlier mm-hmm. like listen i like like some guy gave this to me like like so <laughs> it's possible to get down to the surface so maybe there's something there you know because mm. the empire has put out the role mandalore is gone it's poisoned but is it hmm maybe something else is afoot there what if what if we go there and it's not poison what if there is stuff that's going on there what if the empire has a, has a stronghold there because uh there are sort of some inklings in um in some other star wars properties that maybe there was another cloning base there. Mm. Mm, who knows? Um, but yeah, Chris, I, I, I do agree with you, though, that it was it felt unnecessary as if mm-hmm. we we're going to come back to her because we're kind of 
going to need her again and especially it kind of goes into like like not really a spoiler but during the press event at the actual premiere night mm-hmm. um for from Mandalorian season three Pedro Pascal and Katie Saka were both on stage with Dave Filoni and John Favreau and uh you know they're both talking about you know welcome blah 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 we're doing our opening thing we got an episode to show you and at one point they asked, asked Pedro Pascal to say something and uh you know he said well you know I I can't wait for all of you to see what happens and then he says i can't wait for you guys to see what she does to me to which dan filoni was like hey whoa whoa no 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 <laughs> i was like oh shit what did he just say oh little little spoiler there right because dan filoni was like no no he was like no 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 listen and then and then <laughs> filoni smoothed it over by all right we're gonna watch the first episode now nice. <laughs> but Pam, well i was like yo <laughs> like like <laughs> like dan filoni's body language is like bro what are you doing <laughs> Stop you're Tom it. Hollanding this. He's like, you actors, man. Like, <laughs> you <laughs> actors, boy. Can't put a lid on you guys. So obviously, we're gonna go back to to to, to her character. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, it was really like trim the fat. All, all we're saying is no to John Favreau, just uh yeah. tr- trim, trim, trim the fat here. If you're gonna have Boca Tan, let's make it count. Exactly. I'm just saying we're gonna come back later. Why did you need to give us this one really quick slim piece of information that you could have just gotten? Pretty much any other, you could have found another way to sneak it in there. Exactly. Uh, But I mean, if, if like this castle becomes like his base of operations, like then that might make this worth it. But who knows? Who knows, man? We'll find out later. Yeah. And uh, let's see here. The next, next part. After that, we get to see here. What happens after that? my thing froze here i think that's the end uh, isn't it and uh dude the the castle itself look really dope like shout outs to to the set designers i don't know if that was the volume or whatever but it looked really damn good it looked so sick love the the, the set design there absolutely phenomenal you have like the the ominous like lighting coming through like the windows and everything like that Mm -hmm. and um yeah, Chris, you're right. After he talks to Bo Katan, the episode just kind of (laughs) ends. Yeah. You're like, (laughs) what? it it, it kind of just ends you're like wait a minute i can kind of see why uh they showed the press two episodes you mm-hmm. know like and this ended off at uh, 32 minutes and had the directed by rick famiua who great direction you know it, it was a it was a good build up here and then you got the wonderful concept art which i love seeing every single time um and i can kind of see why they showed the press two episodes because you kind of need this one just ends i mean they yeah. should have they should have gave us you know the regular audience here also like the first two episodes because that that was not enough absolutely not no. enough but because i mean I, I was getting comfortable i was getting comfortable but, but shout outs to john favreau I, I i i loved the feeling of being back in star wars to me it felt like og star wars it felt like i was in a great live action uh you know <laughs> like star wars because I, I i'm trying to find a way to describe it right because we have like certain of the properties like the book of boba fett right which was mm-hmm. okay I was, uh, you know, mediocre to wait. Some some parts were were great. The Mandalorian stuff was obviously obviously the best, but this felt like quality. This felt mm-hmm. like it was crafted by people who care. This felt like the nerds were in charge and they were trying to give us some good uh, some good stuff here too. That their fellow we're nerds, definitely but, going man. somewhere with this. That feels yeah. like we're we're moving towards something. There were some moments in Boba Fett. You're like, where is this going? And this one is like, all right, we know what the mission is. Let's let's go. Give me another yeah. episode. 
yeah, we finally have some momentum and it just ends there. But yep. uh, yeah, man, I, I do think this is a good start to the series. I'm really looking forward to each and every week now, but it's great to be back and have something to look forward to every single week. And man, like shout outs to to to, to John Favreau. And and another thing too is uh he also let loose during a recent interview that like he like he and the team at Lucasfilm, they also mm-hmm. they they watch like nerd channels, they watch reaction videos, like they watch like fan videos, like mm-hmm. they pay attention to the to the zeitgeist. Um shout outs to uh the cyber nerds is like a group of guys out in the UK who have a wonderful channel. Um, mm-hmm. One of them actually got to interview John Favreau. And then towards the end of the interview, John Favreau like turned it back on the guy. He's like, oh, let me ask you some questions. And he was oh, man. Uh, essentially doing some, you know, like, uh, direct audience like feedback, you know, sort of like, uh, you know, like customers. Oh, how was our performance? How was like, what things do you think we could be doing better type of things? And one of the things he said was, uh, oh, well, you guys, you know, expand on certain things that, that need to be expanded on. Sometimes mm-hmm. things are just kind of glossed over. Or sometimes we don't spend enough time in certain things and we kind of want that like fleshed out. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's like, but, but yeah, John Favreau says, you know, we watch reaction channels. We watch like mm-hmm. certain like nerd channels. And I was like, that's awesome. That's like, good. What, dude, what a great thing. And, and for him to like interview like the guy who's talking to him who, you know, they just had, there's a bunch of guys who have a channel out in the UK and they talk about nerd stuff. I thought that was like, dude, dude like what great fan service than to talk to the fan and ask them questions. Like that was phenomenal. Shout out to John Favreau. Favreau knows what the people want. This is how he figures it out. We hope, you know, it was kind of a slow burn of a first episode. Make it worth it. Not knocking it. If this is where we're at, great. We're building up something. Got to make it worth it. Dude, I'm excited to where, you know, each and every week looking forward to a new episode of The Mandalorian. It's some of the best Star Wars we always get, like in John Favreau, we trust. My dad's already like, yo, as an OG, like this, this is already great. <laughs> already loving it. But guys, let us know what you thought about the premiere of The Mandalorian season three. Let us know down below. We'll <laughs> see you guys later. We'll see you another time.